as I was saying, prayer works. And we know it works because we've seen it work. And sometimes it's about looking a fact in the face and knowing something better. And knowing something better allows, makes way for something different to happen. Just like when the volume isn't loud enough to be able to hear something, you can look that back in the face and not just say, oh, well, I have to sit here not being able to hear. You can go, I see something better. And perhaps we're guided to actually do something about it, to take a step, to be active in the world. And sometimes what we're guided to is to be patient, let go of our attachment to how we thought things were going to go together and see what new thing can come into being. Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman in Chicago, uh, who's the founder of the Christ Universal Temple, and she started a, uh, one of the branches of New Thought called the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Um, very, very powerful woman. And one of her favorite phrases was, it works if you work it. Now, that applies to prayer work, for sure. Because if I sit here saying, well, I could change the experience of my life by doing a prayer, and all we do is say, I could do that, or we say, I could do a prayer, or almost as unproductive, I'm going to do a prayer. You can't going to do a prayer. <laughs> you're going to do a prayer or don't. But if you're going to do a prayer, do it now. Stop, drop, and pray. Because your circumstance and situation is not going to get better by itself while you wait to pray. If you have been called for a prayer to invite a different experience into your life, do it now. And the interesting thing about prayer is it's past tense. Prayer is always about stuff that has already happened. When our prayers show up in our lives, it's stuff that's already changed. So when I set a new intention for something new to come into life, when I do that prayer, it's in this moment now. And what I'm anticipating is the experience unfolding as it shows up in my rearview mirror is going to have been that which I was intending, inviting, allowing, or really wanting to have happen. Another one where, you know, it works if you work it. Uh, anybody ever been uh, uh, on a workout plan where you're exercising, trying to build up some muscles? I want to be able to bench press this much. I want to do this many push-ups push or pull-ups or run this far or whatever it happens to be. You don't start with being able to run the marathon. You start by working the program that gets you to the point where you can run the marathon. It works if you work it. And if you have a great plan for training to run a marathon and choose to leave the shoes off and the tush on the couch, the marathon plan is going to change, not necessarily in the way that you said you wanted it to. Same thing with the diet program. The results always show up in the rearview mirror or after the fact, hopefully the rearview mirror, the view back there is getting smaller. <laughs> and I in my life have been involved in lots of different diet programs. And all the effective ones only work if I work them. Some of them were kind of like too sketchy to begin with. They weren't going to work anyway. But the ones that actually are valid programs, they work if you work it. Prayer is not mental. Prayer is not about making something happen, to say, I'm going to make this happen in my life, and then creating it. Prayer is an act of faith. And as an act of faith, it's about letting go 
of our attachment to how we think or say things ought to go so that we can have a new experience that's different than what we had been anticipating, what we've already been experiencing, and bring that into our lives. So I, it's impossible to get through the talk on Super Bowl Sunday without mentioning the Super Bowl. When, when the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, it's doubly important to mention the Super Bowl. And there's a lot of thought that your team's in the Super Bowl. Woohoo! this is awesome. Let's pray for them to win. Okay, you can do that. The thing, though, that makes the Super Bowl really interesting is that the two teams that are playing are really closely matched, which means that it's going to be interesting to watch. Okay, so it's the and it's the fun. This is one of those exercises in duality. I know we say that there is no such thing as duality. There is one power and presence. But what we do in our physical lives, in our experiences as humans, is I get to identify this is that's which is within me. And then the other things that are outside of me, the things that I enjoy, which I call good, and the things that I don't enjoy, which I call bad. And then I've got a scale. I've got a little temperature gauge where I can get the ratings between the stuff I like and the stuff that I don't like. Same thing with the temperature gauge. Is it warm in here or is it cool in here? Well, if you're one of those people who runs hot, then it's warm in here. And if you're one of those people who runs cool, then it's cool in here. It's the same temperature for everybody. So it's just about how you're experiencing that temperature as to whether it's warm or cool. So anyway, the Super Bowl is a great opportunity for us to say, let's take this one infinite creative power and presence, this one divine love that shares itself as everything, and we're going to divide it into two teams. And we're going to root for one of them, okay? And then we're going to boo the other one of them. And the reason that we do that is because it's fun, okay? It's just fun to do that. And that's okay. Have fun doing that. You want to pray to win the Super Bowl? I guarantee you, absolutely no question, somebody's prayer will be answered this evening. <laughs> and Phillies fans, Eagles fans rather, if you remember back two weeks ago, what you really wanted was to win the championship because that was in question. And then the week before that, you were praying to get into the championship. So this prayer work story has actually been going on for quite some time. And have fun, because we are here as humans to have a joyous experience in human form. Doesn't change our spiritual nature. We are still divine expressions of that infinite presence taking individual form. So go to the game, get a really expensive hot dog, cheer your team on, celebrate when they win, boo when they lose. If you're a typical Philadelphia fan and the team loses, there will be rioting and misbehavior in the streets. And if the team wins, there will be partying and misbehavior in the streets. <laughs> so there's actually only a little bit of difference in there. And if the prayer for the Super Bowl, we're thinking about the big game, we want to win. More than that, maybe we want to have fun. More than that, though, there's, there's other stuff that's going on. Maybe survival is going to be good. You know, it wasn't that many weeks ago that Damar Hamlin collapsed and needed CPR on the field. Well, if you were choosing my team winning or people dying, all right, maybe winning is not as important as it had been previously. You know, there's other stuff that's going on in the world that is maybe not as important as the Super Bowl. Maybe it is. There's an earthquake in Syria and Turkey last week. Death toll over 28,000 at this point. And we get to sit here and think, oh, well, you know, this is a national championship sporting event. Nothing like an earthquake could ever happen. 
oh, wait a second, 1989 in San Francisco, there was an earthquake during the World Series, and it was the Oakland A's playing the San Francisco Giants. The two teams were local. Both of their stadiums got ruined. So when you look at it from that perspective, a good outcome for the game will be just having the game and being able to enjoy the game whatever way it comes out. So let's put our attention to the good that we're really seeking, the prayers that we're actually intending. What, what's the good that's going to show up in our lives? And it shows up in Scripture about how this prayer thing actually works. Um, there are a couple of great stories in the New Testament. Actually, it's the same story told two different ways. Um, it's about the fig tree. I don't know if you know the story. Jesus is walking down the road, and he was hungry. And he saw a fig tree, and he went over to the fig tree, but it doesn't have any figs on it. And so he cursed the fig tree. He says, never grow anything again. And the fig tree withered. And the gang of merry men that was with Jesus said, whoa, <laughs> what's that about? And he said, and there are actually two different versions of it. In Matthew 21, 18 to 22, early in the morning, as Jesus was on the way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Immediately the trees, the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly? They asked. Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. And here's the important part, because the rest of it is preamble. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Now, personally, I think Jesus might have been a little cranky that morning. <laughs> A little hangry, because <laughs> he probably could have just left the fig tree alone. But, you know, fig tree withered, there's a good teaching moment in there. I think the story is told even better in uh, Mark 11. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you start praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Oh, wait a second. There's a little, little left turn right after the you can have anything you want in prayer. That's, I have to do something. Really? And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. It works if you work it. If I've been eating cheeseburgers and pizza and putting on weight, and I want a program that's going to get me to my new desired weight. And I have the assumption that I'm going to keep eating pizza and cheeseburgers. I am probably not going to get the result of the diet plan I've described. I am going to get the result of the diet plan I am practicing. I have to let go. I have to forgive whatever it is that I've been doing. I have to get past that so I can make room for something new. And that's what Jesus is saying as well. You get to firmly believe that it's happening, that it's going to happen, that it continues happening. Open yourself up to that good and let go of whatever hasn't been working so far. It works if you work it. And we're all praying all the time. 
Some people who are very highly spiritually attuned understand that that prayer is going on all the time. We understand that when a circumstance shows up in our lives, we can stop, drop, and pray. We can go within and identify that infinite creative power that creates everything and invite it to create something new. Get ourselves out of the way, turn it over to the infinite, and invite in something new. And even people who describe themselves as atheists are doing the same thing all the time. It is done for you as you believe. And actually, the way this is, as you have believed, as you have received, is how you have believed. It's rearward looking. So you want to know what you've been praying for? You want to know what you believe? Look at your life. Your life is a very clear picture of what you've been believing up until now. And the good news is you are free to change it. Those old beliefs that are no longer serving, when you're ready to let them go, you can let them go. Is it easy? Anybody? Is it easy? They're all going, I eh, so no, not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it is not necessarily easy. It can be easy. It can be transformational. Sometimes it takes years and years and years of pain, and then suddenly something happens and it changes immediately. And from this moment on, this breakthrough moment on, it's different. Is that breakthrough moment for you today? None of my business. <laughs> I don't know. You get to decide. Some of our teachers say that we are either pulled by passion or pushed by pain. And when there is something that we're yearning for, something that we're desiring to the point where, oh my goodness, this is going to make my life transformed and we're willing to commit everything to it, we invite in that transformation. And sometimes things get so bad that we get so far down to the bottom, we feel like we've got no place else to go but up. We get to choose, okay, up is going to be good for me. And that can be a diet program. It can be a sobriety program. It can be a prayer program. It's about choosing. It's about setting that intention, letting go of what hasn't served us in the past and opening to something brand new. And oh, by the way, when we do it, the universe is sitting there with a cheering squad and pom-poms and $6 million ads ready to celebrate us and our victory and our success. So pray for something fabulous. Invite in something wonderful into your life because you deserve it. You are a winner. So it is.